Hello, friends. This is Jason from the Film Rumination Podcast with you with another installation of a Warner Archives Roundup. I have uh, a pretty good size stack here of relatively recent uh, Warner Archives titles over the last couple of months that I've been banking so that we can put together another one of these episodes. So since the stack is a little larger than usual, let's get right into it. First up, we have a film here called From Beyond the Grave. This is where the temptations begin. Unlimited temptations. Can I help you at all? I'll tell you what, I'll give you 25 quid to get rid of it. It's a deal. Each concealing a horrendous nightmare that reaches out from the dark world that lies beyond the grave. Come in, whoever you are, come in. If you are looking for excitement, way beyond the normal, no. If you want to test your nerves beyond endurance, come beyond the mirror on the wall. Step beyond this door to the room of no return. Experience the evil with no name. Steal yourself for the visitor in the night. Every step you take brings you nearer the clutching terror from beyond the grave. lower the lights, and settle in for a stylish five-episode supernatural shocker possessed of a shivery all-star cast drenched in evil. Welcome to Temptations Limited, a decrepit antique shop whose unwary customers get more than they bargain for from the wily proprietor, played by Peter Cushing. Much more. Go to the head of the horror class if you can predict who will join the ranks of the doomed from among the Roll call of distinguished British actors Ian Bannon, Ian Carmichael, 
Diana Doors, Leslie Ann Dawn, Margaret Layton, Donald Pleasance, Nairi Dawn Porter, David Warner, and more. A mirror, a medal, a snuffbox, an ornate door, all unleash novelty surprises for the characters, and you, in this wickedly horrific tales from beyond the grave. This was directed by um, Kevin Connor. The only special feature on here is the trailer. Um, it's a, a compilation of shorts, um, all themed around as uh, people buying trinkets from a, a curiosity shop. Uh, some are significantly better than others. Uh, none of them are bad, but uh, there are some that I would be more apt to watch again, especially the door. Uh, the, the episode, somebody goes and buys a an old door that came out of a castle and uh it's just really well made and uh, it was quite enjoyable most of these were it's not the the best uh anthology film that you can get your hands on uh but it's uh, definitely worth taking a look at next up we have uh actually two uh, betty davis uh films the first one is one that i had uh, been it's been on my list for a long time i just hadn't gotten to it it's called jezebel you've made up your mind. No, Julie. You've made up my mind. Well, then, goodbye, Press. Movie fans were abuzz over who might play Scarlett O'Hara in the upcoming Gone with the Wind. Betty Davis got another Southern Belle role and gave a fiery performance that won the 1938 Best Actress Academy Award. Davis plays Julie, a New Orleans beauty whose constant attempts to goad fiancé Press Dillard, a very young Henry Fonda, to jealousy backfire, angry and disgraced, Prez breaks their engagement and leaves town. Julie endures a year of remorse until Prez comes back home, married. Then her vengeance explodes. Jezebel is also noted for its sumptuous sets and costumes, Faye Bainter's Oscar-winning performance, 
and William Wyler's vivid direction highlighted by a horrifying recreation of the yellow fever epidemic. But the film's greatest strength is Davis, whose titanic talent has never been better displayed than in Jezebel. This, uh, as noted, was directed by William Wyler, and it has a commentary with uh, film historian Janine Basinger, a featurette Jezebel, Legend of the South, a vintage musical short melody masters, uh, Jimmy Dorsey and his orchestra, classic cartoon Daffy Duck in Hollywood, and uh, promotion rambling around the, st- the Hollywood studio with candid cameramen. Uh, this is a, a pretty stacked for a Warner Archive release. It was good. It can be easily compared to Gone with the Wind, uh, swapping out the Civil War with the Yellow Fever. Uh, so there is some good old-fashioned racism that will undoubtedly turn some viewers away. However, I would recommend it. it, it it's a well-made picture. The, the scan of it looks incredible. It's a landmark picture uh, that often gets overlooked, uh, both as a mixture of its racism and just it's gone with the wind was a better version of this. So it's I would not be surprised that you might have not seen this. I had not. Um, instead, had watched Gone with the Wind. The next Betty Davis f- uh, flick that I had here was called The Letter. <laughs> myself. Yet I live for the moment when I'd see him again. You've been watching me all evening. I'm responsible for you. Because I'm so... so evil. Six years after exploding to stardom in Of Human Bondage, Betty Davis equaled that excitement with another W. Somerset mom 
role as the adulteress using her sexual wiles to escape murder conviction in the letter. The film throbs with sultry tension thanks to Davis, an implicable supporting cast, atmospheric cinematography, and the artistry of three-time award winner William Wyler. Davis's director on Jezebel and the Little Foxes, nominated for seven Oscars, including Best Picture, Actress, Director, and Supporting Actor. The letter remains one of Hollywood's most special deliveries, a peerless example of melodrama as movie art. This has uh, special features and alternate ending sequence. Uh, two audio-only bonuses. There is uh, a radio theater adaptation Oh, two radio theater adaptations and the trailer. I really enjoyed this film. It was a mix of a melodrama and like a noir, um, almost kind of teetering the line. It doesn't get too deeply into a classic Bogart noir, but it's still, there's, it's the, the, the heart of the film is crime. Um, uh, looking at it, uh, back from now to then, there's an incredible amount of privilege in it that um, isn't surprising, uh, but it's also, it was very well written, and, and you can tell that because I imagine watching this, well, I don't know, I really liked it, uh, and I would hope that uh, this is something that you would uh, consider picking up. It, it was really quite good. I would highly recommend that you check out uh, William Wyler's The Letter. Next up was a bit of a surprise to me. Uh, I had never even heard of it, although it is kind of a used plot. But it, this one is called Two on a Guillotine. Somebody here expecting you? Nobody. You mean you're going to stay here all by yourself? Yes. Well, good luck. This pretty young lady is having a nightmare. Nightmares can be terrifying experiences. But eventually you wake up and the demons and monsters and menacing shadows disappear. This girl isn't so lucky. When she awakens, she'll discover that her demons are very real. And they mean to destroy her. She must be careful. Very careful. Whatever happens, she mustn't lose her head. Connie Stevens and Dean Jones, two young people in love, full of fun and gaiety, the joy of living. But now she must return to the dark house. She must learn its ghastly secret. Care. As if the whole house were breathing. claimed one victim already. Soon there'll be two on a guillotine.
Twenty years ago, a little accident with a guillotine trick left magician Duke Duquesne's wife on stage assistant without a head and their baby daughter. Cassie, without a mother, now the great Duquesne may have another trick up his sleeve. He dies, leaving Cassie a sizable inheritance if she spends seven nights in his spooky mansion. With a fearless young reporter by her side, Cassie braves the terrors that could be the work of evil spirits, or are the illusions dreamed up by Cassie's dear, demented dad. Connie Stevens, uh, Dean Jones in his pre-lovebug days, and Cesar Romero star in a creepy horror fest that offers scares, screams, a return of the guillotine, uh, Max Steiner, who uh, conducted Gone with the Wind's penultimate score. Yes, this is a spend the weekend in the manor to get your inheritance story, but it's cute in in, in many ways. Cuter significantly than, than horror. Uh, but it's a very, very fun picture. The only thing I have on here is the feature and a trailer. Uh, but it was really, really neat to watch Dean Jones. He plays a reporter that kind of sneaks into Connie Stevens's and into Cassie's life to help her best the great uh, Duquesne. Uh, I, I absolutely 100% recommend this uh, cute little film. And I think that you would definitely have a very good time. If there's frights in it, don't don't mistake it, but it's like a PG frights. I think you'd have a really good time watching this. Every once in a while, um, I'll get a message from Warner Archive and it will have lists of upcoming releases. And I just, my jaw kind of drops when I'm surprised at what's coming next. And that would be the extended original cut of Mr. Nice Guy, starring Jackie Chan. taking over the city. No one can stop it. But coming to the rescue is an army of one man.
nice guy. He chops, he dices, he purees. Jackie Chan has the recipe for delicious action comedy entertainment when he plays a TV, a celebrity TV chef in a deadly dispute between rival Australian crime lords. With Chan in the kitchen, you know there'll be more pow than kung pow, and the irrepressible star does not disappoint. Take a look at In One Door, Out the Other fight sequence staged in a construction site, and you'll discover what we mean. Just when you think you've seen it all, along comes Chan with something new. Then something newer. The breathtaking, lightning-quick fun and excitement. You might just have you shouting, Nice kick, nice spin, nice move. He is, after all, Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, this disc does, uh, it includes um, two different versions of the film. The, the main feature presentation is the original cut, the uh, Golden Harvest version, with 10 additional minutes uh, reinserted. And it's also, and that's a new 4K scan from the original negative. Uh, it also includes the special features disc, um, the New Line Cinema version of the main feature. Oh, on this disc, sorry. Um, this, uh, I hadn't seen this one. There's been so many movies, you know, and so much, uh, so little time. Uh, but this movie was so fun uh, from start to finish. Anything I've ever seen with Jackie Chan has just been a, a good time. There were some incredible fight scenes, including one. There's the the in one door out the other that just kind of blew my mind. Um, it's not a, an actual construction scene that you could uh, a construction that you can imagine ever happening because the the rooms are ridiculous, but uh, it was very fun. There's also a great fight scene in the back of a van. Uh, it's just a very, very fun uh, film that you can share with uh, young young folks, and I absolutely recommend Mr. Nice Guy by the Warner Archive. Another surprise for me was um, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I did know that it was a John Huston film, Starring Sylvester Stallone, Michael Caine, Max von Sydow, and Pele. It's called Victory. How long will it take? Well, you must realize it's my busy time. Everybody wants to escape in the good weather. In 1942, the Nazis thought they were sitting on top of the world, never suspecting that they could be toppled in one conflict, the most unusual battle of the war. It has been decided that a German national team will play a combined team from the prisoners of war of the occupied territories. That's crazy. Okay, I'm ready to sign up. Sign up, man. And you ought to be exhibited in Paris like performing fleas. What about me? Get out. A stacked game. The Third Reich's finest against a ragged bunch of prisoners of war. The Germans thought they had it made. They couldn't run about for 90 minutes. They'd be chucking their guts up. Am I good or am I good? What's your name? You know my name. What's your name? I decided to join the team. The American? No. You use that bloody American style again here and you'll be fast. Look, you're playing English, I play American. Can you do it with your mouth shut? Hey, the mouth and the hands work together. It's a team. This match is a propaganda stunt for the Germans. It's a wonderful opportunity for us. The Allied High Command called them crazy, and maybe they were. We want you to contact the resistance for us and arrange the escape 
of the football team. But I want to thank you all for your concern, but I'm really not planning on seeing Paris until after the war. Well, I'm uh, an orphan. I have no parents, no money. I'm not married. I don't even have a pet. And anything I might say in my sleep to the contrary can't be held against me. We don't want to be shot as a spy, do we? No. I don't want to be shot as anything. Victory, starring Sylvester Stallone, Michael Caine, Max von Sydow, and introducing Pele. How'd you like to play football against the Germans? Why not? the time for heroes. Victory. You've never seen anything like it. This is no ordinary soccer match. This is war. The battlefield, the stadium in occupied Paris. The armies, German all-stars versus ragtag allied POWs. The objective, demonstrate another proof of Aryan superiority. Guess who wins? Better yet, guess who cleverly uses the match as a means of escape. Sylvester Stallone, Michael Caine, and Max von Sydow star in this rouser, directed by the legendary John Huston. The climatic match is a heart-in-the-throat, hat-in-the-air exhibition of brute force and balletic grace featuring soccer legends Pele, Bobby Moore, Osvaldo Ardiles, uh, somebody else I cannot pronounce, Mike Summerby, and many more. Score a splendid entertainment goal for victory. Aside from the pun at the very end there. Uh, this was an unexpectedly enjoyable film. I have only seen a handful of soccer movies or football uh, movies, um, so I don't really have a lot to go on, uh, but this immediately falls in line with most other uh, sport movies out there. But it throws in the fact that they're all POWs in World War II. So there is a, an interesting level of camaraderie that it kind of... T- tweaks it away from some of the other uh, major sports films. I would ask, I say this on all of these, of course, but this was a very, very fine film, and it, it does have a lot that it can teach um, about sportsmanship and teamwork. Unfortunately, there are a lot of swastikas, but that is to be assumed during a World War II film like this. But uh, consider, uh, consider picking this one up. Next up, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Uh, We have a film that I had been very well aware of, uh, never had a chance to see, and I am so incredibly glad that I have now. It is called Witches. From the incredible imagination of Jim Henson and director Nicholas Rogue comes a fascinating new fantasy adventure. The Witches. For when a little boy accidentally stumbles into their secret world, he finds they've got a lot more power to me. than he ever imagined. <laughs> Grandma! It's me, Luke! Luke! They turned me into a mouse. Oh, my. Who's the Grand Eye Witch? Join Luke on his remarkable journey. Ah! Now, the witches are on his tail, and he must scurry around their evil plots, squeak past every danger, finally setting the trap 
that will save the world from the witches. You are in for a treat. You must stop them. From Snow White and the Seven Dwarves to The Wizard of Oz, many classic tales through the centuries wouldn't be half as exciting without a devious doings of a witch. Now add another to the venerable tradition of stories that have delivered family fun every which way. A collaboration combining the effects wizardry and executive producer Jim Henson and the imagination of Willy Wonka-created Roald Dahl Academy Award winner Angelica Houston won the Los Angeles and National Society of Film Critics Best Actress Awards for her marvelous work in as the Grand High Witch in this enchanting fable directed by Nicholas Rogue. Jason Fisher plays Luke, a nine-year-old boy who must foil the plans of the Society of Witches to turn, ever, to turn the world's children into mice. It won't be easy. They've already transformed him into one. But some big, bad witches may not be no match for the resourcefulness of a single, tiny rodent. This, uh, this picture is something very special. The animation in it is incredible. Now, when I, to clarify, the animation of the, the, the puppetry is incredible. Um, at first, I didn't even notice. I don't know why. It's a 1990s film. Um, but the, the effects are incredible. Uh, uh, Mr. Bean... Rowan Atkinson plays the uh, hotel manager. Um, he is very funny, very charming. But uh, Angelica Houston plays a, a wonderful witch. And this is a definitely general audiences for all ages. Uh, just a fun, fun uh, little fable about doing the best that you can, regardless of your circumstances, to try and help other people. And also not to eat. The Cress Soup. Definitely watch The Witches. And lastly, ladies and gentlemen, I have a film that I've wanted to watch for a very, very, very long time, and I'm so incredibly grateful that the Warner Archive released it. It is The Thin Man. What happened if it isn't Philo Vance? I beg your pardon? Who said that? I haven't seen you since you solved the Kettle murder case. How are you? Well, for the love of... Nick Charles, what are you doing up there? Impersonating a book cover? Shh. I'm working on a case. Don't tell me you've gone back to detective work. I thought you had turned respectable. Didn't you get married? Oh, didn't I? Vance, I married a girl in a million. Hmm. I heard it was a girl uh, with a million. Well, same thing. I've become a California gentleman. I never heard of such a thing. What are you doing here in New York? Well, it seems that Clark Gable is making some personal appearances here, which uh, interests my wife. And there's a very good bar at the Ritz, which is all right with me. So we popped into town to play. But would you believe it? Before you could say Metro Golden Mayor, I stepped right into the middle of a baffling murder mystery, and they put me to work. Well, you poor fellow, you have my deepest sympathy. I can use it. Believe me, Vance, this case is a toughie. It all revolves about a tall, thin man. I was standing at the bar of the Ritz one day, uh, reaching for an olive, when a very pretty girl suddenly popped up in front of me and said, uh, Hello there. Hello. Uh, another glass. How are you? You know, we do know each other. Certainly, we've known each other for years. Aren't you Nick Charles? Yeah. You don't remember me? 
I'm Dorothy Winant. How is your father? Oh, that's what I came to ask you. He's disappeared. Chris, what are you going to do? That's what I said I'd do. Chris, you wouldn't do that. Ah! Nikki, automatically Nikki, put uh, Arthur in here with me tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah? Life's missing. I'll look for it in your back. It's about Julia Wolf. Did you kill her? Gilbert! Well, why not? You had a perfectly good motive. How'd you like to have a couple of little murderers for your children? And maybe I haven't been on a merry-go-round since that day. Are you, uh, anywhere near a solution? Between you and me, I think so. I got all the suspects together at a dinner party. And then I pulled a fast one. I told them, and the murderer is right here in this room tonight. He's sitting here at this table. Are you uh, sure that the murderer is one of that group? Not absolutely. But I know where to find out. Where? Right in there. Now, you watch me. I'm going to dissolve slowly into this book. And you'll stand by. I'll give you the answer. Nick and Nora Charles cordially invite you to bring your own alibi to The Thin Man a jaunty whodunit that made William Powell and Myrna Loy the champagne elite of sleuthing. Bantering in the boudoir, enjoying walks, enjoying walks with the beloved dog Astra, and matching each, other's, each other highball for highball and clue for clue. They combined screwball romance with mystery. The resulting triumph nabbed, nabbed four Academy Award nominations, including Best Picture, and spawned five sequels. Credit W.S. Woody Van Dyke for recognizing that Powell and Loy were ideal together, and for getting the studio's okay by promising to shoot this splendid adaptation of Dashiell Hammett's novel in three weeks. He took 12 days. They didn't call him One Take Woody for nothing. Special features on this, we have a Lux Radio Theater broadcast starring Powell and Lloyd, as well as an episode of the uh, Thin Man TV series. If you're unfamiliar with William Powell, he is in some cases forgotten hero of the screwball era. He's a fast-talking, comedic, just uh, his timing is perfect. Uh, and then the, the, the most important aspect of a screwball, uh, usually they're comedies, uh, in this case romances, Myrna Loy. They just go back, back and forth like a great game of tennis. And throwing in the whodunit, it's just a very, very, very fun little mystery. And I cannot recommend this film uh, enough. I wouldn't even wait for one of their uh, 4 for 44 sales, even though I believe as I record this, one is going on right now. Uh, so this and any of the other three, uh, any three, uh, there are eight that I went over. You can get all, all eight for uh, 88 but definitely The Thin Man. I would get that as soon as possible. Uh, ladies, uh, gentlemen, I want to take the time to say thank you uh, for listening. This was a, another Warner Roundup. Uh, very appreciative to the Warner Archive for making these available and giving me the opportunity to talk about them. They have a, a lot of other titles that come out as well. 
that don't get me, you know, in the, in the right area that uh, I really want to spend a lot of time talking about them because I might get a little disparaging. But sometimes, not sometimes, often, uh, there's a stack of worthy titles, worthy to me personally. Westerns, for instance, don't do it for me. Uh, they have westerns coming out quite uh, quite often. Recently, they also had a Sam, Father, a Sam Fuller war movie, which was very good, very well made. Uh, war movies don't do a whole lot for me either. So, like I said, they've got something for everybody. This is a, a great stack that I would uh, definitely uh, recommend picking up. I hope that you're having a safe and healthy uh, time, and I hope this finds you well. And thank you very much for listening. Have a good day, folks.